0: The FT.
1: This week, President Barack Obama unveiled America's most far reaching action on climate change yet by imposing stringent emissions cuts on the power sector. I'm Orla Orion. Joining me in the studio is Polita Clark, the FT's environment correspondent. And on the line from our bureau in Washington is Barney Jopson. Barney, within the US, this has sort of created a lot of controversy. And I know that President Obama has faced a lot of opposition from business and Republicans. Is this definitely going to happen?
0: Well, for the time being, it's really hard to say whether it is going to survive or not. As you say, it is facing huge opposition from Republicans and some business groups, not all business groups, but some. And the way those people are going to try to stop this is in the courts. So the problem that power companies and manufacturers have is that they say this plan is going to push up electricity prices, it's going to jeopardise the reliability of the electricity supply. The problem that Republicans in particular... Republican state governors have is that they say it's an infringement on their rights, that the federal government is telling them how to run their power sector, and it's not allowed to do that. And that issue is going to be the heart of a lot of the lawsuits. They're going to focus on states' rights. Some of the other legal challenges are going to focus on more technical aspects of the way this plan was drawn up, and they're probably going to go on for several years. Maybe they'll still be going on when President Obama's left office. But the most immediate thing is those opponents are going to try and get a stay order or an injunction in the courts to stop the implementation of this plan even beginning. They're very much aware that with some previous environmental proposals from the administration, they've gone into effect straight away. They've eventually been overturned in the courts, but by the time they're overturned, it's too late because industry's already spent a lot of money to implement them. So this time round, they want to stop this in its tracks before it even becomes reality.
1: Okay, so the legal challenges are already beginning. I mean, it also comes at a very interesting time in US politics, with the sort of the presidential campaign getting underway. What difference do you think this will make to that campaign? Is climate change going to become an election battleground?
0: I don't think it's going to be the most important issue in the 2016 election, but it's going to be one of them. And the president's plan ensures there's a fresh policy initiative over climate to fight about. Now, Hillary Clinton was very quick this week to throw her full support behind the president's plan, so there's no daylight between the Democrats on that. On the other side, we've got 16 or 17 Republicans who are against it. Uh, And there are really two political reasons why they're opposed. One is this plan kind of plays into the broader Republican narrative that President Obama and the Democrats are interventionists who want to meddle in the economy, want to tell people what to do when the Republicans say they should get out of the way. And then the specific reasons why they're opposed to this politically is there's still a huge amount of scepticism in the Republican Party over climate change. Some Republicans say it's not happening at all, Some say it's happening, but humans aren't contributing to it. Some say it's happening, humans are contributing to it, but it's not such a grave problem that it warrants us spending billions of dollars to resolve it. And those aren't just political viewpoints. There is actually a large proportion of the American population that concurs. So the Republicans are staking out positions that do reflect the views of some of the electorate, at least. And the challenge that Democrats have is that even though Other people in the electorate say, yes, climate change is a problem. We're worried about it and we want you to act on it. When you ask them to rank it alongside lots of other things like jobs and income, climate change still doesn't rise up to the top of the list, even for a large number of Democrats.
1: Polita, how significant is this for the climate talks taking place later this year?
2: Well, it's very welcome, but it's by no means a game changer. It doesn't change at all the pledges that the US has already made ahead of these uh, big UN negotiations that are going to culminate in Paris in December, where nearly 200 countries are due to sign a global climate change deal. What it does do is it gives a much better idea of how and when the US targets that they've already laid out might be achieved. And that in itself is very welcome news. Obviously, countries are quite good and practiced at announcing these ambitious goals. They're rather less good at delivering, as we've seen, which is why global emissions have continued to rise.
1: After the US announcement, do you think we can now expect any other announcements from participants in the climate change talks?
2: Probably not. But what we are going to see is there are quite a few countries who have yet to make the initial pledges ahead of Paris that the US has already made. And we are in particular waiting to see what Australia is going to say, um, India, Brazil and a number of others, because the way this is working this year is that all countries are supposed to be putting out their climate pledges, as the US actually did back in March along with the EU and um, quite a few other developed countries. They're all supposed to be putting out these pledges ahead of the Paris, meeting so that we will all be able to see what they all add up to and whether they're actually going to be enough to limit global warming to two degrees from pre-industrial times. It's already gone up by about one degree. It's already clear because we already know what the US and China and the main emitters have offered that it's not going to be enough to stop global temperatures rising above two degrees. So we're really waiting to see if countries can produce a deal in Paris that is somehow going to ensure that in coming years that level of ambition is increased. In other words, we need a lot more action from a lot more countries.
1: Barney, much as business has complained about this plan, or some businesses have complained about it, there are also incentives for other businesses who could benefit from it.
0: Right. One of the main attack lines is that this plan is going to result in lost jobs, particularly in states and regions that are heavily dependent on the coal industry. The counterpoint from Democrats is that it's actually going to create jobs in other parts of the energy economy where there's great potential for growth, namely renewables, wind power, solar power. They're both expanding their contribution to the U.S. electricity supply, even though it's still small in percentage terms. But the administration is saying, firstly, that the price of those renewables has come down so much that they're much more competitive than they were even a year ago. And secondly, to give them an extra boost, the administration is offering to provide credits in the form of an incentive scheme to encourage more state governments to invest money in wind and solar and give them some federal support to do so.
1: Have we seen a stronger take-up of renewables globally, Polita?
2: We have. In fact, the growth of wind and solar in particular has really outstripped what people were expecting certainly 10, 15 years ago and even as much as five years ago. And in fact, that's one of the reasons that the US has changed its projections for what's going to happen under this Clean Power Plan because, um, as Barney says, there's been far greater deployment than was expected. And that's partly because basically buying a rooftop solar panel even for your own home that used to uh, quite recently cost about as much as a new car is now really the cost of a decent television. So costs have come down significantly, and that makes a big difference for generators as well as anyone wanting to put a rooftop solar panel on their home. I guess we'll just have to see how much
1: difference the Obama plan will make in practice both for America and for the coming climate talks. My thanks to Barney Jobson in Washington and Polita Clark here in the studio with me.
0: For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.